0: hello everybody welcome to the building public podcast i'm your host kp and i am super super thrilled to kick off 2023 with an awesome guest here gina bianchini welcome to the show
1: thank you for having me i appreciate it
0: Gina, for the folks who haven't heard about her, she's the founder and CEO of Mighty Networks, which you may have heard of because I know a lot of you folks are in the community space like me. Mighty is a platform that makes it easy to grow and monetize online communities. Mighty is the result of nearly two decades of Gina's career spent building online social networks back to the early 2000s when she built Ning with Mark Andreessen, and she's been building community and social spaces ever since. She was the first EIR at Andreessen Horowitz, which is crazy to think about it. And she was also, of course, the co-founder and CEO of Ning. She's also an author. She just published her book, Purpose, and a bunch of appearances on media, CNN, Charlie Rose. I'm a huge fan of Charlie and so on. Gina, you're a powerhouse. I don't know where to start this, but I think the topic that you and I bond on and connect on is community. And I know it's very close to you, close to your heart. Tell us about, from your lens, the topic that we were talking just before we got online around the difference between, the nuance between community versus an audience versus a network.
1: Yeah, so first of all, thanks for having me. I, I appreciate it. I um, always get a little like humbled when I hear like different things. I'm like, yeah, but there's still so much more to do and so many more things to accomplish and so many more things to build. And so it's super great to be here with you. So. I think one of the most fascinating things about this moment is the fact that we have audience, we have network, and we have community, and they've all been munged together. So what social media has done is it's munged together what an audience is and what a community is. And we'll come back to network in a moment. And the definition that I have for the difference between audience and community is an audience is I talk out at you, you talk back at me and no one is actually talking or building relationships with each other. Mm. And, And my kind of rule of, looking at stuff is to say, hey, are people building real relationships in the comment section? Or is everybody just producing content? Like even the very notion of producing content is not an interaction. It's not a connection with another human being. It's I am publishing, you are publishing back. I'm publishing, you're publishing back. And there's a role for that. Certainly it's how we spend our time and it's how as entrepreneurs and creators and community, builders, we're going to get attention for the things that that we want to build. We want people to experience. And I'm happy to mention just in a moment, just in terms of like, you know, what my mission is, like what Mm -hmm. motivates me to get up every day. So that's audience. And then on the other end of the spectrum is community. And community to me is not just about Being a part of something bigger than yourself, being able to take on common goals that, you know, we just can't do as individuals to have a shared identity, to have a sense of belonging. But also a community is the single most effective way to navigate rapid change, which I think we can all agree as community builders and creators and entrepreneurs or founders. We are living through moment after moment after moment of rapid change. So having a community now is actually more important than ever. It's also the most effective way to build new practices, to change habits, to like, you can learn as many different life hacks from a creator on social media, but until you're in a community, actually seeing how you're applying it, belonging to a culture that is about making it something that you don't even think about, your probability that you're going to have those new habits or build those new practices is actually quite low.
0: Right, because you're constantly going to second-guess yourself.
1: Well, you're constantly, the the way that social media is designed, it's designed to just move on to the next thing. So you might, you might learn something that's awesome and you're like, oh yeah, I totally want to do that. But then you're like, oh my gosh, but this next post that is like designed to like capture my attention. Oh, but what about this other post? Or like, uh, you know, just the whole concept of hooks, you know, Mm. they are hooking your attention and they are looking to hijack your attention. Whereas a community is, the hard part for a community is getting people to it. But then once you're in it, and I would argue you have kind of the right software and you have the right setup, which is what I teach in community design and what I offer and my team offers with Mighty is you are connecting people to each other such that... The value of the community increases with every new person who joins and contributes. Mm -hmm. And so it is about how are you able, as a member of that community, to navigate rapid change, to change and build new habits, to ultimately achieve results and transformation that any of us cannot get on our own and certainly don't get as members of an audience. Right, or even a network. And so the sort of the network in, in your example, which I loved, is like a college alumni network where it's like, oh, we have this shared that's the shared thing in common. So we have a softer or a warmer intro to each other. Right. But moving from and, and I think there's a lot of value in that, obviously, but moving to that. Community where we are taking on bigger challenges together. We right. are creating a special world together. Right. We are ultimately seeking to stretch and grow and try new things because a community is the most forgiving way yeah. of understanding the skills that we want to build, right. trying them out, failing and getting back up and saying, oh, I can learn from these various people. And I think the really the challenge of this moment for any of us is how much time do we spend intentionally in community versus uh, as an audience or, or even more as a creator seeking to build an audience. And I think that there's a fundamental, they both require and need each other. But as somebody who on any given day is actually spending time in community and a community, I run an 80,000 person community called Mighty Community, shockingly. (laughs) Um, And then also, you know, managing a following and an audience where, you know, I have over 200,000 followers on LinkedIn. I see regularly the contrast between those experiences. And I think on some level, when you have community that really has a culture associated with it. And when you see your ideas become real in people's lives, that can only happen in a community in a way that it just doesn't on social media. You can get a, like, right. you can get a, Oh, that's a great observation. Or you can get a like, Oh, I want to repost that. Or right. I can, you can get a viral hit, but you cannot get the, the, oh my gosh, I just facilitated people meeting and building relationships with each other and trying things that they would have never tried without this community. And it's not me. And and this is where I think most, most we talk about them as community hosts, most right. of understand very humbly, and I think this has been your experience as well, is when you are a community host, you're like, this isn't about me. Yeah, the power and the beauty is in the relationships that are forming because of the things I've put in place in a community. Whereas when you are fighting for attention in the arena of social media, it's what's my yeah. next hook? Like what's my next it's hook? What's like my
0: like next hook? Too right? It, it, I think oh, is it? It feels like a performance, and after a certain level, you have to perform because you know otherwise you're losing to the person who is going to perform. Like it's it's high pressure, high right. stakes. You have to be at your best. And I've noticed that, you know, like in my own small scale, I've had, you know, the dual experience of being a creator with this podcast, or even like when I, you know, do my Twitter, as you said, you follow first of all, thank you for following me yeah. on Twitter. I feel like there's this like sense of like, I gotta be KP the brand as opposed to when I ease into my community conversations or when I join, join some of this stuff, especially after setting it up and configuring it and like it's taking a it life on its own. I feel so at peace when I just slide in. Yeah, It's like watching your kids Beautiful. do the thing and you're like, just, you're just yeah. at peace. I don't yeah. need the attention. I don't want, I just want to know how you're doing. Right. A- for you, right. Exactly. And like, and what do you want to achieve? And, yes. and what, what are
1: you missing? And how can this community? It's a different experience and it is a different vibe. And look, coming back to my mission, I wake up every day looking for what is that next step I can take so that more and more of us live in a world where our time, talents, energy, and focus is spent on three or four communities that we can go deep into Mm. and immerse ourselves. And, and, And where the software is sitting there in the background, making each and every one of us a little bit more comfortable with building a new relationship. So you're never walking into a, like the equivalent of walking into a party where you don't know anybody. Right. Instead, I believe that Mighty has a role to play in software and creating software that really doesn't exist today outside of the platform where it's really about culture and How do I make sure that every single person who shows up at a community I create, but more importantly, community you create feels warmly welcomed Mm. and immediately meets the most relevant people and immediately has, it knows exactly what to do. I find one of the things that is so fascinating is that we've built out many communities with the goal where we start with rules, yeah, where we start with like, don't be a murderer as opposed to like. Here's what we do here. Here's how to make friends. Here's how to build your status. Here's how you can contribute. And when you are operating and spending your time in a place that the first thing that they do is like, here's all the rules of like, So you have to ask yourself the question, who else is here (laughs) that, that thought that that would be a good idea? And so I, like, that is my mission. That is my purpose. That is the thing that I'm obsessed with is how do more and more people have this opportunity to spend their time in communities that aren't only as magical as the ones are today, but actually take full advantage of smarter software and more things that we're able to do today, not to produce more shitty, I don't know if this is a family uh, family podcast, but more shitty content for LinkedIn or yeah, more shitty content. Like... I love threads. Threads are are a hook for a reason. But is the next thread going to get you results and transformation in your life?
0: I think the going back to this thing around rapid change. You know, I'm glad you brought up that concept of change. I think we don't give it enough thought when we have these like New Year resolutions and we think, oh, I want to do that. I want to do this. We don't think of it from like an organism like trying to morph itself like to through change, right? We we just think like, oh, I just if I have 100k, 200 followers goals. Have a $1 million bank account goal. But they're all this arbitrary, dumb shit that you're making up. Like, they they're mean nothing, right? What does what okay. 100K Twitter followers mean to someone from 20 years ago, right? Like, so, but back to the change part, I think for if you view what I'm hearing is if you view your life as a series of changes that you're choosing intentionally to more from A to B, B to C, based on whatever your desires are, then you think of how do I really actually be thoughtful about creating change within me and within my circle, then of course, then the next hook's not going to help you because you already know the information. It's about application and then having the courage to constantly reapply this over and over and over again Mm -hmm. until the change becomes your new thing now, right?
1: Well, yes. And I would say yes, yes. And here's the thing about rapid change and why we are drawn to community, especially as founders. Like, are you going through... Like, the, the yeah. thing about being a founder is like... uh what are you doing it like like are you seeing this like right. it, it's very hard to see the rules of the game, yeah, and especially the thing that I've learned about entrepreneurship is across now three startups and I've raised like I think two hundred and twenty five million dollars i think in in total is the rules always change, yeah. And so, because the rules always change, the playbook from even six months ago
0: is different.
1: It's fundamentally different. So, the, the key thing is to have a trusted community of fellow founders, of fellow creators, of people on the same path so that you can get situational awareness that you can observe, you can orient, you can decide, you can act, and you can observe again. And it's not just your experience, but it's the experience of other founders and how we are creating this world together. Now, the the challenge with that is that if it is all being done in public on social media? Because somebody's got to be listening to this thing. Like, Gina, I got—I have a community. It's called Twitter. Like, what's your problem? <laughs> like, you know, like, what, like, what, like, nobody needs a private community. And if I did, it's just like a chat and we're good, you know? The, here's a challenge with that. Number one is that we are performing. Yeah. We are whether performing. We,
0: whether we acknowledge it or not. Right. And, and
1: even when we're vulnerable and we are being honest, we're the public gaze, you are doing it for ulterior motives, whether you say it or not. You're doing right. it because you're like, hey, vulnerability actually works to get more attention. And if I get more attention, then I can build a bigger audience. And if I build a bigger audience, then when I have software to sell my bigger audience, I can make those conversions happen. I, like, I get it. Like, we're all entrepreneurs here. There is something different when you move beyond the we're all killing it, we're all growing faster than we could you know, possibly grow, and that you, can, you have small trusted group where it's like, okay, guys, like, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I tried. This is what I'm like doing. This is what I'm navigating. Here's my experience. Here's your experience. And that the goal is not advice because advice shuts the conversation down. Right. It's about sharing stories, experiences, and ideas because those are what expands the conversation. It's what allows each and every one of us to build trust and to grow and to build something that together ultimately overcomes challenge, overcomes and reacts and adapts to rapid change much more effectively, and allows us to do more automatically because it's just a part of our community culture. It's just a part of our culture. It's a part of our our lives in ways that then ultimately frees us up to be able to have new insights, try new things, experience and experiment and learn from other people in addition to other people learning from us. And I think there's a role for all of that to happen with audiences, but I think it's more performative than productive. And I think that when you have instead sort of smaller trusted communities of people sharing and trying things at the same time and comparing results, you just, you can outrun and outperform those who are performing in public. Yeah. And again, it's (laughs) not either. I should, I'm making it sound like it's either or. I think it's both.
0: I think it's both too. I think it's both. To your point, I think it it also, it creates its own support system for you, which is very necessary, right? Without support system, you know, you will have inevitable slip-ups and you will have some, even the public arena, you will have some, you know, challenges and you will need... Like you said, like the trusted, tight knit support system which says we got your back because you also got their back when they need it. You know. So there's that, you know, agreement that we're gonna, you know, root for each other and we're Mm -hmm. gonna be honest with each other. So I actually wanted to ask you, Gina, when was the first time you felt the essence of a great community and felt welcomed into something like a tight knit community in your life?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. So I grew up in a very tight knit community. Mm. So I write about this in in the book "Purpose: Design a Community and Change Your Life." Shocking topic for you know a book that I would write. So for me, what the the environment that I grew up in is that I saw not just one tight knit community, but I saw whenever people had a interest, a passion, a goal, they were curious about something, they created in real life. Communities. So one of those communities became Apple Computer. It came nice. out of a homebrew computer club. Right. You know, my own family, my father restored classic cars, my mom raised guinea pigs, <laughs> and We always had different things going on. And for me, it's about the diversity of interests. It's about having multiple communities and multiple communities that allow for the celebration of and it's, exploration of different interests and passions and goals in different parts of our personality where the 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 magic is in being able to go deep and focusing come back up go into something else that is related or adjacent or totally different and go deep and then right. come back up which is very different than sort of the context free like everything's in one feed like because feed. It's, yeah, yeah exactly it saves yeah. time but it also removes context I think context is one of the most beautiful things yeah. that any of us can experience in a well lived life so so that was that was my experience growing up and then fast forward to really the the early days of social networks when it was still social networks and user generated content I happened to find myself in a very tight knit community here in Palo Alto of people we were all exploring different different aspects of the idea of and the intersection of people and technology people and product. And what does that look like and what does that become? And the part of that world that I fell in love with was this opportunity for people to have and be members of different communities. And that that there were hosts of different communities and that the goal for any of us in a well-lived life was multiple communities. Right. Not, oh, don't give me another sign up, don't right. give me another login and What's interesting to me about that is the thing that people don't want different logins for are the same thing. <laughs> like, they don't want 14 logins for 14 feeds that are exactly the same or trying to be the same. They want mm-hmm. one experience there. And then there are different kinds of communities for different kinds of things. And that novelty is so important. So that was, you know, the area that I fell in love with you know, by no means has it been over the last decade, the juggernaut of mainstream social, it moved from social networks to social media. I don't know that that has been actually the best transition ever. And what it it created for me as an entrepreneur was, okay, what am I in this for? Hmm. What do I care about? And do I care about, you know, fame, fortune, and like, absolute world domination? Or do I care about something I believe needs to exist in the world? And I had a very clear, which one do I care about? Like which one is actually important to me? And I care about adoption. I care about winning, Mm. but I also care about what it is that we are building towards. What is that world? And I believe that The world that is going to be the most interesting, the most resilient, the most meaningful, the most impactful, the world that's going to solve the most problems is one where people can come together in a trusted community with its own culture, with its own content and courses and commerce and community where ideas can be introduced and then become real in people's lives. And that is simply not possible when we live in worlds of creators and audiences exclusively. Yeah. And so that's my lane, you know, like that's my lane. Yeah. Like that's the thing I care about. That's the thing that I want to build towards. I want to invite anybody to want to join, you know, this right. particular strain of what it means like you're to be me i a a, 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 uh, well, I'm sorry, say that one more time.
0: I would say, I feel like you're building a movement here, not just a product or a tool. And I think that's bigger. This seems to me like that's a bigger and more powerful thing to do, to to work towards, you know? So I want to ask about the book. I know you mentioned it's called Purpose. Can you give a two-minute sort of quick pitch about the book to our audience so that they can go check it out and leave them hanging with your favorite chapter? Mention the name of the chapter or something that happens in the chapter so that they go and read the book to discover what happens in there.
1: You got it. So the book's called Purpose, Design a Community and Change Your Life, a step-by-step guide to finding your purpose and making it matter in the world. And my goal with the book was to create something super actionable, as tight and as short as possible, while still providing chapters that you... As the way I sort of thought about it was I wanted to write a book that you could put on your nightstand and like open to any chapter and have one actionable thing, you're like, oh my God, I could totally do that tomorrow. Mm. Or like, I'm gonna try that thing. Or that's really interesting, I hadn't thought about it that way. So in terms of, and so I just basically go from the individual, how you can find your purpose, how do you make it matter? how do you really craft your own story that that I talk about as your future story and the thing you're working towards, not just in your life, because I think sometimes we think sort of too narrowly about our life and our to-do list, but rather what is the world you want to live in and how do you help contribute to making that world a reality? And then everything I've learned about designing communities, Mm. how to set them up how to, it turns out you can create a self-organizing community very easily when you have one thing. And that's what I call a big purpose. What is that motivation, not just for you to create that community, but for your members to know that your community is for them and that there's a lot of clarity around what they're going to get from it. So Mm -hmm. the book came out of a a course I teach called Community Design. And the realization I had was that in teaching people about how to create a community, I realized that this amazing moment that happens, well before you invite your first member, which is being able to see clearly the impact you want to have on the world around Mm. you. So I talk about your purpose as a clear, positive intention for your time, your talents, your energy, your focus for your brief time on planet earth. And my favorite chapter, I would say is the shift from viewing ourselves as heroes And I think for any of us as founders, creators, community hosts, it's easy to think about ourselves as, as heroes, but the real, like it wasn't until I was probably about five or six years into being an entrepreneur where I realized that the real power, the real impact, the real success financially and otherwise is when you shift from hero to host. When you yeah. shift from hero to how am I helping other people achieve things in their lives that are easier and possible with community or being a part of something bigger than ourselves by taking on challenges that are bigger than any one of us. Helping others and ourselves, for that matter, achieve results and transformation that we simply cannot get on our own as individuals because yeah. we have a finite supply of self-discipline. We can only see the world through you know our own perspective. And it's only when we join a community where we can get motivation from being a part of something bigger than ourselves, where we can learn faster and lean on others to build practices and habits in our lives because it becomes social as opposed to, Individual self-discipline and ultimately craft together a world we want to live in.
0: Yeah, I love the transition there. I love the hero to host transition. I, I think it's it's brilliant. There's there's something super powerful about being other-oriented at every turn. You know, as a host, as a community member, community, community leader, community uh, creator, I, f- I felt this when I was at On Deck. I felt this, you know, after I left and did other community things that at every turn, if you just asked yourself, how can I be more other oriented? You know, not about me, about them. And just be enough disciplined to let not let your monkey brain come in there and say, hey, what's in it for you? Because we all have it, right? It's just that that squeaky little voice is still in the head. All of us have it. I think you just let it be, embrace it that I have it. I'm a human being. I have my selfish needs. But at this turn, can I let them win? Can I make something that will help them accelerate in their path? Ironically, the more you do this, there's a sense of joy you get, even in the moment. But the real irony is, the more mega successful you become in the long run, you're like, what is this? You know, the outpour is insane. Have well, you uh, no,
1: I'm, Oh I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. So here's the thing that I think is just fascinating, is that the more that, like if you are paying attention, I think about this person as kind of the savvy creator, the savvy host. Right. If you are paying attention, starting with others opens the aperture on what you are able to do and accomplish mm. in ways that are profound. Mm. So let me give you a couple of examples. When you start with community first, guess what happens? You get better content. <laughs> mm. So when you start with community, like, so for example, you know, I teach, I teach this course, I've, I've taught this course live for the last you know few years, over 8,000 people have been through it. I have great content.
0: Side note, by I, the way, I would have loved to be in your course if, oh, if yeah. I was in San Follow also out of hundred oh, li- percent.
1: it's online. I'll it's on I'm going okay, to send you. Like, yeah, um, okay. so here's the thing about it: teaching live is that you get real time feedback on your content. Guess what? You have to actually really understand how to create breakthrough ideas and breakthrough content when you are seeing in real time how an idea that you introduce is oh. received. So what that also means is, you know how, like, I, I see this all the time with content marketing and content marketers where it's like, oh, we have to build an avatar and we, you know, you have one off, like, what does this person feel and think? And there's a role for that. But the thing about it is when you start with a community, it becomes absorbed into your muscle memory.
0: Yeah. It's small like you, yeah so yeah. you
1: start to think about like, you can come up with coming back to, you know, hooks, you can come up with hooks so much faster yeah. because you've been talking to people and you are talking to your community. Now take it one step further is this notion of even an MVP product. I would Suggest especially in this this environment, certainly, if I was starting something absolutely brand new, I'd start with community because yeah. if you in a simple way to think about it is people before product yeah, before you write a line of code, understand not just the one on one interviews that you would be doing, but how are your ideal customers or we talk about them as your ideal members or your ideal paying members? How are they showing up in the world for other people? Mm-hmm. What are they talking about amongst themselves? Mm-hmm. And where are the gaps in terms of what they need or want? Or are paying attention to or words they use for how they think about something. And so all of those things are possible with community at a speed that you just don't have when you are fighting for attention in a context-free feed. And so when it, what was so beautiful to me about this is that we have found at Mighty more success by starting with what's what kind of impact can you have? Mm. What is the thing that you want to accomplish in the lives of the people that you're bringing together? And each almost to a person, when somebody starts with their members, they start with people, not, not product, not what's in it for them or what they have to do. They are able to get so much more out of a community in terms of of speed to their goals and aspirations in a way that is just almost, not impossible, but just requires tremendous more work and a level of focus and exhaustion that communities simply just don't require.
0: Right. You've seen how many communities right now, like on Mighty, like across the platform. Yeah, uh, so we
1: have both our free and premium networks are over closer to a million at this point.
0: Wow, wild. Yeah. What were some observations? Like, because this this is sort of a follow-up to your earlier point, that I think there were some best practices that, you know, you may have. So
1: this is what, and again, anybody is welcome. We actually teach this community design masterclass. We call it the Accelerator. It's a live community with a course within it. Awesome. That every... Roughly every quarter I teach live and then there's the recordings, but then we also have, you know, weekly, we talk about them as workshopping um, sessions. And I built community design really because between Ning and, and Mighty, I've seen hundreds of thousands of successful communities that have been built for different interests and passions and goals and nearly 4 million that have been started. So, you know, what my goal is to always, you know, build platforms that people can easily experiment with. And that's great. But I want more successful communities. Yeah, and I see the same common mistakes, the same traps. And do you want, do
0: you want to? outline uh, I'm happy to share. Yeah, I'm happy to share. Traps.
1: But community design is—it's the simplest formula. Unfortunately, it's not obvious, which is a bummer to me because I want to make it as obvious as possible. But it's so distinct from Mm. social media where people have to produce all the time, that they almost don't believe that a community is so much easier Mm. than building
0: a social That's a myth right there, I think. That's a big myth right there. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll I'll start with, so there's five pillars or five elements of community design. So there's your big purpose, that motivation for your community. There's the year in the life, which is essentially every community that has progress as something, a part of it, will self organize. Hmm. But you've got to make that really clear and then be very explicit with the culture of your community. Like here's what we do together. So somebody brand new shows up, you're like, "Hey, you know what? Definitely come to Tuesday's live sessions." That we do. Something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like, like definitely
1: definitely come to Tuesday. Oh, and then also like go to our top member section and feel free to like DM any of them with any questions. They are here for you. We even have built things in on Mighty, like an icebreaker question. We've built in like welcome new members. We've built all those things in because it's so important. Right. Every other platform is really built for people who don't know each other. Right. I'm sorry, that do know each other. Right. We know that the people showing up for our communities on on Mighty are not going to know each other. So we have to build these kinds of things up. And then what's beautiful about the year in the life is it's like what can your members do a year from now that they can't do today? And the clearer you are with people about that, mm. the more motivated they are to join the community. And wow. here's another here's another little trick is when you create your big purpose, which follows a very specific formula because it's basically how people in a millisecond figure out is this community for me or not. So it's I or we, who you bring together. Two, what's the community going to do together and learn, share, and grow? It's like, come on, you can do better than
0: that. That's super generic.
1: So that we can. Oh, nice. And then what the results are. Nice. That your members are going to get by being a part of your community. So that's the big purpose, year in the life. And then there's really three things, and it's Mm. really simple. Monthly themes. So you basically have... A ever-changing set of topics or themes for your members to share their stories, experiences, and ideas. And then you have a weekly calendar. Where it's as simple as two things a week. Maybe it's a live stream. Maybe it's a question of the week. Maybe it's a community roundup. Maybe it's a like book discussion or a podcast discussion. Maybe it's that you're dropping your podcast. It's just a couple of things. And the key thing with your weekly calendar is you just do them at the same time every week.
0: Right. So that your members
1: are building a habit. So they know, oh, it's Tuesday at 9 a.m.? And it's been Tuesday at 9 a.m. for like four or five weeks. Even if I don't join that live stream Tuesdays at 9 a.m., I know it's happening, so I remember the community, and then daily actions are really you know the polls and questions that that spark the relationships between members or the actions that you can introduce on a weekly basis, and everything is so much easier. So the things that people don't believe me when I point, and and by the way, we've got the data to back this up, where you can create that community and then create a membership, and people will buy it, and they will buy it not at five dollars a month; they will buy it at forty three a month, right. or three hundred plus dollars a year, right. and just for the simplest thing. When there is a clear motivation for being part okay. of that community, yeah.
0: yeah. And
1: so, think about how, it, like. You listen to that, you're like, well, there's got to be more to it because, you know, like I'm I'm spending all of my time reading every carousel on LinkedIn or every thread on Twitter that's telling me all the things I have to go do to build an audience on Twitter or LinkedIn or TikTok or YouTube or like, and now all of a sudden you're like, it just couldn't possibly be that easy. Mm. And the reality is it is. 69% 69% of the networks on Mighty that charge have 25 members that they are charging $43 a month. Wow! Now here's what gets even more fun and interesting. 27% of the communities that charge on Mighty, and, and by the way, 90% of the communities that are successful, they have both community and then community courses. So it's right. there's this element of, of progress, yeah. right? right? 27% of the... Networks on Mighty that are charging, they are between 100 and 500 members charging $27 a month, roughly 24, $240 a year. Now, here's what gets really interesting. 22% then, the, the final sort of 22%, there's a little bit here and there, are 1,000 to 5,000 members at $27 and $240 a year. So $27 a month. So what does that? what does that say? It says, when you create something that is small and valuable... Hmm. It can grow to large and valuable. You don't have to drop your prices. And the reason you just look at at, at the price points, it's it's because it's it's a little bit broader when you have 100 to, to 5,000 members. But this is a totally different model of building a strong, not just community, but business. People right. pay attention to what they pay for. Engagement on paid Mighty Networks is 10x, 10x.
0: I bet, free. right? It's, because they're and paying over, for it, they feel a connection. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: And over 80% of all engagement is members. So it's not, you haven't, so when, you, when you're creating a community, like self-organized, start with a community, yeah. first of all, your members are, are going to help you build an audience later. Right. They're also going to help you because they're going to buy books or they're going to buy courses. They're going to help bring new people into your community. So this, it it is really mind boggling to me how the traditional or conventional thinking about community is you do it after you have an audience, as opposed to the thing that you start with. And then you have just the stronger foundation, more joy, more energy, more creativity, more content. more ideas more like that's a, that's it's just a pretty
0: unique a point of view i think a lot of my peers also feel the former way which you mentioned which is that they think that they they should have had they need an audience first yeah. to even transition to the community side of it
1: and it's like why when you start mm. to actually peel back the reasons for it it doesn't make any sense
0: yeah i feel like a lot of that stems from them just feeling like this self-worth has a question thinking like, oh, if I have 20K, let me tell you this funny thing. I'm sure you feel this at your scale on LinkedIn. When I started Twitter, taking it seriously, until then I was just kind of like, I guess, writing Bollywood movie reviews on Twitter. Like, you know, that's my content for 10 years. And in 2018, I started taking it seriously. And I feel like almost I went through the journey that you described where I had I had to ask myself, if I'm spending my intentional time on this platform, I don't want to get into politics and all these, you know, annoying things. What am I going to do? What is my clear intent, clear purpose? And I wrote down that I will inspire everybody who is two steps behind me. Some version of this. And at the time, I was building no-code projects and learning Bubble, learning Webflow. And so I was like, whoever was just getting into no-code was two steps behind me. So I was sharing, building in public, sharing in public everything. But what happened was at the time, I think I hit like 2K audience Mm -hmm. on Twitter. I realized I'm going to be a big shot. I'm not just saying this as like a... But I realized that I let go of my self-worth question that I had, which is for a while, I thought I needed X thousands of followers to make me feel like I have something valuable to share. Mm-hmm. it's not true. There are two different things. It's just that you've been on the platform longer. So now I just crossed 40K last week and last weekend, and I looked at it and I'm like, I don't feel any different from the KP who was at 2K. Right. It's just that I've right. been on the game longer and mm-hmm. I've learned the formulaic way of doing it now. Like, you know, well, and
1: this is the thing I observe about having a larger following. Right. To continue to build the following, you have to be formulaic today. Yeah. And so then the question becomes, who are you? And now here's the magic. Like, let's just take that exact example. If you started with a community of 20 people who were one or two steps behind you building on Webflow and Bubble and no-code tools, not only would you have probably had more meaning and felt more fulfillment because you're getting that interaction, you're also watching them help each other. And now you're not sitting there as like, oh, I have to be the expert. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, what about if we go into social and each one of us then unlocks How we get more people into this community that, by the way, we own, that we are in full control of, that we actually have people's addresses and we could actually organize meetups and all of the things that come when you own your own community, which, by the way, I will just add, does not happen on either Facebook or Discord or Slack. So you have this ability to have your own community. And then now imagine the impact you could have had on all of those people that, and you can still have it, but like, right. if you would have started earlier. This is,
0: this is exactly, I think this is the universe telling me that I should do, because I feel like, because yeah. I said, like I said, I know that, you know, in a couple of years, I'll be at 400K. I'm not, I have no questions about it, no doubt about it, because it's not about self-worth, Gina. That's the thing that I wish my younger KP be knew, because I, yeah. cycles and cycles of my brain power, trying to perform, trying to be like someone that they would like. And I'm like, the irony is the moment I drop that act, and became yeah. more like me, my story, who I am, yeah. with all the quirks and all. I realized that, one, I can get more reps in the game because I just am natural now, having, having fun.
1: You're not taking also, as much time, yeah.
0: But somehow, that's what is attracting more people because people want right. authentic, you know, right. creators. They want
1: authentic. And now take it one step further, which is if you would have been that community and network group. Yes. And you all go out together, and then you're not actually building your KP... Just the KP, you're building, we are together creating a new kind of no-code movement. Right. And then think about all of a sudden, all the other things and other ancillary benefits. The flywheel. That, right. Yeah. So it's communities brilliant. have flywheels that, well, it, it to me, the head scratcher is... How is this not more obvious to more people? Oh my God. <laughs> I think
0: I, I want well, I, look, look. You had me. Like, the funny thing is, yeah. I came into this feeling like I knew a lot about community, which I know a lot, like a, than, than an average Joe, because I ran three communities so far. But it's, it's not also what sometimes because community is so adjacent to social in conversations. Yeah. And because social has well been said. dominating the airwaves the last 20 years on TV, everywhere, right? In our lives, culture. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's it's the uh, neglected second child, like community, and it's like misunderstood, underestimated. Estimated, I think there's like a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, attention lacking that's going on there. Yeah. Thanks for educating me and my audience and everyone who's listening today.
1: My pleasure. It you were going to say something, sorry, did I
0: cut you, did I cut you Oh, up? no, no, yeah. no.
1: I just, I think that what I think is so fascinating about this moment is when people discover the power of community. And again, I'm unapologetic in saying, this is the thing we all have an opportunity to to do more of mm-hmm. and it will matter in your life doing more community being a part of more communities and that staying open minded to like what is next is one of the most profound and important things that any of us can do as individuals, but also especially as founders and creators and community hosts. And that to me is what's so exciting about this moment. I think things are definitely changing and that's what's exciting.
0: I love it. I love it.
1: Thank you for the work that you're doing. Every single person who decides to start a community is doing something that needs to exist in the world. And the more that any of us are willing to stay open and try new things and stay curious and build, you know, that is a special, really special and important role any of us can play. That's awesome.
0: Where can people find you on the internet?
1: You can find me on the internet at Mighty Community. Community. Community.MightyNetworks.com is probably where I spend the majority of my time. I'm also on LinkedIn at just Gina Bianchini and on Twitter, I'm Gina B. Cause I've been around long enough that
0: <laughs> I will <laughs> plug all these links in our show. Right? Out. <laughs> this has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much, Gina.